0: what's going on guys so in today's episode we've got some start sit questions for week one and i couldn't be happier to do this just knowing that tomorrow is actually the very first game of the nfl season that so many haters tried to say was not going to happen well guess what we are doing it and very soon after we will have in the coming weeks we'll even have some fans at some of these games so i'm really proud of the way the players in the nfl have come together to make sure they haven't been out messing around to get that stupid virus and they've actually we've had like crazy low and unreasonably low amount of positive tests and uh, thank God the NFL sniffed out the bullshit from that one um, lab the lab that was giving out false positives because that's just the absolute opposite of what we need in today's NFL in today's day and age I should say at all Um, so anyways I'm gonna get that off my chest. So I'm, today I'm gonna to dive into a bunch of start sit questions for you guys that you guys commented on my Instagram post yesterday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer every single one. And um, if you didn't comment on my Instagram post for your start sits, just sit tight because there's a decent chance that somebody has a very similar dilemma to what you had. So um, so yeah, let's let's get growing. in the first one from uh, at Alex underscore Watson, four was AJ Brown or Terry McLaurin. So this one's tough because I like both players. Um, both of them are similar in that they're not going to be, or at least let me rephrase, they're not, they were not last year, were not super high volume guys. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I believe, had just one game with double digit targets, but. I think Terry McLaurin is much more likely to see a higher volume in targets because we saw what DJ Moore had over 130 targets last year, and that's the new Redskins offensive coordinator. So I believe that Terry McLaurin is going to play that DJ Moore role in this offense. And if you look at Ron Rivera over his tenure as an NFL head coach, um, he's always fed the number one receiver. I think the only year where that really wasn't necessarily the case was the was the 2015 year and that was mainly because the Panthers didn't really have a number one receiver and even then Ted Ginn still had I think 10 touchdowns so he wasn't a high volume guy per se because the passing offense wasn't a high volume passing offense but it was still a chunk play and uh, offense and Ted Ginn caught plenty of touchdowns So I think Terry McLaurin will be somewhere in the middle of that DJ Moore to Ted Ginn I don't think he'll be the 2015 Ted Ginn saying I don't think he's going to Guaranteed for 10 touchdowns That's not what I'm saying but I think Six or seven touchdowns and um, 70 plus Catches I think is is what we'll see From McLaurin and AJ Brown is a guy That I don't know that will catch more Than 60 passes on the year So when I look at This I, it, it's tough and you Really could flip a coin with this one but I, I'm going to give a slight edge to McLaurin Because in the two games against Philly last year he had like uh, I believe it was 12 I just Posted this. He had 12 catches for 255 yards and two touchdowns. And he even showed well against Darius Slay in their game. He had 68 yards, no touchdown against Slay um, when Slay was with the Lions. So I do acknowledge that that's a tough matchup. But I also think that McLaurin will be fed the ball quite early, quite often. And I think game flow really is my tiebreaker in this one. And that's kind of why I'm going with Terry McLaurin. So Terry McLaurin, I'd start him over A.J. Brown this week. Number two question here from at Theo Maline, four, Theo Maline, I think, four. Okay, so he's saying Stefan Diggs, who's playing the Jets, Keenan Allen playing the Bengals, or uh, Will Fuller, who's playing the Chiefs so I am in this in this situation I'm going to go with Keenan Allen baby Keenan Allen all day I can't stop banging the table for this guy I just think his floor is high it doesn't matter if it's Tyrod doesn't matter if it's Justin Herbert I don't care because in some of their like they're going to be a run heavy team yes but a run heavy team from uh with a with an elite slot receiver that's going to be able to separate against anyone he's going to see single coverage and if when Keenan Allen sees single coverage, he's going to, he's going to abuse guys. So Keenan Allen is my answer for that one. Uh, number three here is Tyler Boyd, uh, versus the chargers, Jordan Howard versus the Patriots, Marvin Jones versus the bears or Darius Slayton versus the Steelers this is from, I'm Caleb K a a a lib. <laughs> um, so I am going to go with uh, Tyler Boyd here. Tyler Boyd to me is, unless you have a situation where you have like Keenan Allen and Tyler Boyd as your potential flex options, um, Tyler Boyd's pretty much an every week starter for me. I don't, I don't care who they're playing. I am not at all worried about A.J. Green taking Tyler Boyd's uh, volume. It's funny because this time last year, the knock on Tyler Boyd and the reason he was going in like the seventh round was because A.J. Green is Uh, He needed A.J. Green It's what the the haters said. He needed A.J. Green in order to be an effective player, which obviously he was top 10 in in the NFL in targets last year. And he was a consistently effective player with zero A.J. Green. Now, one year later, people are literally telling me that now that A.J. Green's back. what what, you know, what's that mean for Tyler Boyd? Like, should I dock Tyler Boyd? No, guys, it doesn't matter. Look, they're they're gonna be an eleven personnel, which is three wide receivers. That offense is gonna be in it seventy to eighty percent of the time, maybe more. And Tyler Boyd is that slot role, that Cooper Cup role in this offense. And AJ, the presence of AJ Green only helps Tyler Boyd. So don't come at me with any like you're. I love Marvin Jones, Slayton. I, li, I like even I like Jordan Howard a little bit, but you're starting Tyler Boyd, please every week. All right, uh, Stefan Diggs or Le'Veon Bell? So those teams play each other, Jets versus Bills, and this is from Dave underscore H underscore Uh I am definitely going with Le'Veon Bell. Look, man, you you took Bell in the third round, maybe fourth round if you got lucky. You're starting him, like you're you're going. you, you didn't. If you even if you take him that early and then bench him, I'm, I'm assuming it's at least a ten team league. But if you take a guy that early, third round even fourth round, and you bench him week one, You're really what you're saying is you have absolutely no confidence in, the, in your draft pick. And that's not what we're doing here. You made a damn good selection. Don't let the haters get in your head and tell you about 48-year-old Frank Gore, who is probably a Hall of Famer, but let's be realistic. Le'Veon Bell is 27 years old. He is going to be running behind a revamped offensive line. And if game flow gets out of control, if the Bills get a big lead, Le'Veon Bell is going to be the one catching passes. You're starting Le'Veon Bell, baby. All right, moving on. We're going to uh, T.Y. Hilton or A.J. Green at Jamie underscore K-I-B-E-L asks. So um, as much as I love A.J. Green and I loved him at the value he was, and as much as I don't like T.Y. Hilton and I really didn't advise uh, drafting him, um, I'm going to say to take T.Y. here because I'm never going to deny T.Y.'s upside, but even in this in this rare instance, I would say T.Y. Hilton has actually the slightly higher floor just because we don't totally know what to expect from A.J. Green. So I'm not going to advise starting him in week one. Although, you know, when that game ends, you could look at me and be like, dude, A.J. Green had 100 yards. And I would not be surprised. But just saying, if you like, maybe if your roster is very, very high floor and you kind of want to bank on the upside you could start green but in most general cases i'm taking uh, i'm starting ty hilton in that in that situation so my guy m-m-o-l-g-a-a-r-d-o-0-5 which five is actually my lucky number too. so my man uh asks brandon cooks or dj shark and while i know somebody commented shark and you said you agreed i i'm not totally against brandon cooks here but I will say that I would start DJ Chark because you drafted him to be a starter and it's week one, like, just like I was saying a few minutes ago. Um, but in this case, we we don't exact, like I have a very strong gut instinct in terms of what I think Brandon Cook's role will be, but we can't ignore the fact that we know, we know DJ Chark is the number one receiver in Jacksonville. And we also, we also should um, at least expect or suspect that game flow is more likely to be in the favor of Chark. So, for those reasons, I will agree with the guy who commented and said Chark uh, and you. But Cook, don't sleep on Cooks. It would not surprise me if he outscores uh, DJ Chark this week. So we'll go with Chark, but you know my eyebrows raised because it's not it's not as much of a uh, no brainer as some people want to say. All right, so where are we at here? Akers or Montgomery asks Vikings.scout, my guy, Vikings Scout. Um, Cam Akers or David Montgomery, that's a very interesting situation because if David Montgomery wasn't hurt, if we didn't have to worry about the injury at all, it would easily be David Montgomery for me. And and I say that with the full understanding that Cam Akers could totally outscore him. But David Montgomery is hurt. And we're not even sure if he's going to play. If I had to bet on it, I'd say he's not going to play because of that, you know, scary injury that happened. So in this case, I'm going to tell you to monitor that, monitor that situation very closely. Um, if Montgomery is going to be the the guy and, and he's going to be, he's not on a limited snap count, I would definitely start him. But um if you don't i wonder you should dm me and, and tell me if you have somebody else because if montgomery's not going to play even though i love akers and i think he's definitely going to be the guy at some point in this in this season i'm not crazy about starting cam akers uh in week 1 because i want to see it you know he's a rookie um second round pick And we all love his skill set. And obviously, you know, we can look at it and say, oh, he's just going to replace Todd Gurley. But there's an aspect to the running back position that I think is totally devalued by fans and media. And that's pass protection, guys. He's got we don't know where he's at in terms of the playbook and and in terms of just is he a reliable pass protector? Because as as unsexy as this is going to sound. Malcolm Brown could be the guy that's on the field 70% of the snaps in this in this week one uh, game. And that may still mean Akers comes in and has five carries for 50 yards or something like that. But just I, I just want to say, we can't, in this situation, we cannot put our rookies out there right away. You took Akers in like the sixth, seventh, eighth round. Um, I, I'd wait. I want to see what his role is and then start him, preferably, because it's week one. You know, you, you drafted... How many guys ahead of him? So there's a likely case where you have somebody else in your team that you could go ahead and give the week one start to. If Akers comes out and gets 20 touches, then okay. Well, we now, now we know. But I'd like to wait and see it first. But I do think Akers will be the guy later, so don't you dare cut him or trade him low. All right. Uh, Tyler Lockett or Todd Gurley asks A-R-Y-A Patel 7. Um, that's at Arya Patel seven on Instagram, and it's a PPR league, I believe, full PPR. He says so. Um, I'm gonna say Todd Gurley, man, because as as juicy as that matchup looks on paper, what I like to go on and and it doesn't mean that it's always gonna be right, but what I like to base my decisions on is what we saw most recently in the last eight games of the of the season. The Atlanta defense was dominant i mean they were like a dominant unit and yes i know they didn't play a ton of top tier competition although they went into san francisco and beat the 49ers and held them like 20 points um maybe a little bit more than that but somewhere around the 20 point range but my point is um what we do know about the seahawks on the flip side here is well what we do know let me let me rewind what we do know is that running back is generally the position that you would want to play if you have the option of a running back or a wide receiver. If they're if they're relatively even, which in this case I believe they are, you probably spent. I mean, I would be willing to bet you spent a higher pick on Todd Gurley. So sort of like I was saying about Le'Veon Bell earlier, what are you gonna? Why are you gonna spend a third, fourth round pick on Gurley and then start Lockett, who you got in the fifth round? You know what I mean? which that's not egregious or anything, but in this situation now we look at who they're playing so the falcons in atlanta are playing a seattle front that that was not good at all last year i believe they were 26th against the run last year in terms of yards per carry and that was with one of the best run defending defensive ends in the nfl and jadevi Hong and now they don't have Clowney anymore so i would not recommend uh look Gurley, I'm not saying he's a world beater and he, and he's, you know, may never be the same uh, the guy that he was in 2017, 2018. But I like the matchup a lot. I think Atlanta will be foolish not to hand him the ball 20 times and just see what happens against that defensive line. So I'm starting Gurley over Lockett in week one, basically for another reason than the matchup. I like the matchup a lot more, um, although Lockett's matchup is good, too. But I just I'm going Gurley. Okay, Hollywood Brown or Will Fuller in Standard League asks at allenwf 52 I'm going to shout every single one of you out because I appreciate you guys so much for even commenting and and listening to the podcast and and supporting uh, this this whole movement here, this fair shake thing. So, um, anyways, so Hollywood or Will Fuller? Um, I am going to go slight edge to fuller here i i like hollywood and and he's definitely got the higher ceiling but hollywood's playing against denzel ward will fuller is likely going to be playing either from behind or in a very high scoring game and i think fuller has a better matchup and i'm not a fuller guy at all but i do for this week i give fuller the slight edge so all right number 10 here odell dj moore or stefan diggs he says start two of them and this is my guy 29 tristan 29 all right so i'm going odell and dj moore i mean that's pretty that's in my opinion that's pretty easy because number one you drafted those guys earlier in dj moore and not that that's the end-all be-all but in week one you know you're likely going to go with guys you you drafted earlier because you value them more and i know the reason you're even asking this is because odell has a bad matchup Uh, against the Ravens and I get that but I'm starting Odell because in my opinion Odell is an every week starter and uh I believe he'll earn that role moving forward for fantasy owners and I think that um Stefan Diggs at least for now because he's on a new a a new team new scheme all that I think we need to to view him as a matchup based flex play and a boomer bust one at that which is not necessarily a bad thing because when he booms it will be 150 yards and two touchdowns but we want to um you're in a situation where you should start the two guys that have proven in their systems that they have a role and everything. Not that not the digs that won't have a role, but I just I like DJ more definitely against the Raiders. I think that's a beautiful matchup. And then Odell, I'm starting Odell every week unless he shows me that he's not worthy of that. All right, now this guy asks: It's Carter Olson. Ask Tyler Higby or Hayden Hurst, and I'm gonna go Higby here because um, Higby. To me, is established in this offense. We we he was a top five fantasy tight end of the final four or five games of last season, and we don't exactly know what we're getting with Hurst in this offense. Even though Austin Hooper left the 97 targets on the table, and Hurst seems to be the replacement there, but I'm gonna go with Higby here in week one because I think that matchup will be uh, lots of scoring in the uh, well, maybe not lots of scoring, but lots of efficient offense. A good fantasy game for. Um, Tyler Higby and the Rams against the Cowboys. And I think that um, we just want to see Hayden Hurst, see what he does, and then before we start starting him. And really, I wouldn't have a problem starting Hurst in general, but because you have Higby, you have the ability to wait and see what we're going to get from Hurst. So I would wait and see. All right. And then this dude, Jaden Bro, 1 um, 4, asks Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Tyler Boyd because I quote, I hate Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So I know that's a joke, but I I don't I don't hate Clyde at all and I'm you know, I'm not going to take the bait here. You're starting Clyde because you drafted him in the first round. Um Tyler Boyd is an every week starter for me in the event that you don't have a guy that you drafted earlier to potentially be the starter over him. So in this case your team is potentially so loaded that you don't even have to start Tyler Boyd. So that's equal parts exciting and also worrisome because to, for me personally, I hate the feeling of like having two guys right there that are so good th- uh, that I could potentially start every week and then not being able to. So you may, as the season progresses, assuming COVID is not a huge deal, you may want to do a two-for-one trade and you know, package two guys to get that one clear cut every week starter. That's something I love to do in the back half of the season in particular because once we can say, all right, this will make my team a lot better. It's a calculated risk. We only have to play four or five more games. Let's go ahead and two for one that thing. And, you know, because then at that time of the year, you don't necessarily need as much depth. But for now, we are going to say uh, definitely start Clyde. All right. Um, eight-man league, start three. Um, sorry. Eight-man league, start three. Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake. And this is at Ryan, D-U-S-E-N. All right. So, and he also asks about either Hawkinson or Gronk. So let me address that one first, since that's an easy one. I'm going Gronk because as much as I love Hawkinson, and I would probably rate ha- Hawkinson above Gronkowski in general, but I, if it's similar situation to that Hayden Hurst um, Higby question, you you have the luxury of having a guy like Gronk that you can just start to to while you wait and see what Hawkinson is going to provide. Um, and I just f- have a weird feeling that Gronk is going to catch a touchdown or two in week one okay so start three out of bell dalvin mixon and drake so i'm going dalvin mixon drake and i'm doing that because well that's that's how i would have these guys ranked dalvin mixon drake and um drake ate up the 49ers last year so we're not totally concerned about the matchup there and bell also probably has the toughest matchup of any of those guys so yeah i'm going drake there all right i mean i'm sorry going those three guys benching bell Okay. So Jordan Howard or Zach Moss? And the answer here, it's PPR, but that really doesn't matter in this case. And this is from at Sam underscore USEF04. I'm going Jordan Howard here because I'm not by any means convinced that Zach Moss is going to be a fantasy starter at all. So um, I love Zach Moss coming out. Just for those of you that don't know, I absolutely love him as my running back one for much of the pre-draft process. Um, But Jordan Howard to me is, is a guy that is just a much safer play. Like I, I, if I had to bet my life on who's going to have more touches in week one, Jordan Howard or Zach Moss, I would instantly bet on Jordan Howard. So not going to say he's going to go crazy because he is playing the Patriots in new England, but I'm taking Howard over Moss in week one for sure. I need to see it from Moss, just like a lot of these rookies. I need to see it unless I spend a first, second, or third round pick on you, then I'm starting you, like guaranteed. But if I didn't, you know, I need to see it. If, if it's Jonathan Taylor and, the fourth, and I spent a fourth round pick on you, I'm probably going to start you, but even then I'm not thrilled about it. All right. Um, Le'Veon Bell, Tyler Boyd, Antonio Gibson, or Deontay Johnson asks at the underscore Dan underscore McGregor. Uh, that is an interesting one, and I'm going to go Bell. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell here because, well, I just feel like he's the he's the most surefire thing. I probably spent the earliest pick on him out of any of these guys, and, yeah, I'm going Le'Veon Bell here. I, I would be, you know, I, depending on your overall roster, I would consider Tyler Boyd, but, um, I mean, 99% of rosters, I'm starting Le'Veon Bell, so let's go with Le'Veon Bell here, um, number sixteen, Melvin Gordon against the Titans or David Johnson against the Chiefs, and who was that? At Bing Zali. All right, so I'm definitely going David Johnson here. I think that similar to how I talk about Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson is not going to be in a situation where game flow uh, pushes him his role out. Um, I don't think I mean, it Duke Johnson will obviously he's a great pass catching running back. But I think that I guess what I mean is David Johnson's such a good pass catcher and he's the better pass protector of those two backs. So and the the Texans obviously are in a position where they're going to need some pass protection from their running back, especially against a defensive line, a pass rush like Kansas City has. So, I'm not really worried about Don Johnson's role if it's even if it's a uh, situation where the Chiefs get a big lead and, and the Texans are doing a lot of passing. So, I'm starting Johnson. Um, all right, David Johnson is number 17. Is David Johnson or Chris Carson asks at DJIMINEZ99. So, I'm definitely going David Johnson here because Chris Carson's coming off a broken hip. I need to see it from Chris. I need to know his role is secure. I need to know that he's healthy and he looks like he has burst. And you've got a guy like David Johnson to, you know, take the pressure off of that decision. So it's a no brainer for me. David Johnson is who I'm going with in week one. All right. And then DJ Moore versus the Raiders or Cortland Sutton versus the Titans or Keenan Allen versus the Bengals. Or D- uh, yeah, the answer is DJ Moore. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm all confused with my notes here. But uh, yeah, the answer is DJ Moore and who was that that asked that? Uh, At D-I-E-G-O-L-O-3-B. So yeah, DJ Moore against the Raiders to me is a perfect matchup because he is, um, I think the, I said this in a prior podcast, but I think the Raiders are going to get off to a pretty decent start. I think they're going to be up like 10-0, something like that. They're going to have a little bit of an early lead. And I think DJ Moore is just going to, abuse whoever they try to cover him with so i love dj Moore. you're starting him he's a must start i love him especially in that situation all right um terry mclaurin or Devonte adams and this is coming from at nico karam underscore 13 um i mean come on bro Devonte adams <laughs> let's move on number 20 is kenny galladay Oh, okay. This is a not even a start sit question. This is a, should I trade Kenny Galladay for Aaron Jones? I have David Johnson, Kenyon Drake, JT, and Mixon. This is at K-I-A-N-T-I-I-A-M underscore. Yes, you should. Absolutely. I love the trade. I would ask for more, though. I would also ask for um, maybe another flex option in return because I think that likely Galladay was probably drafted after Jones. So if that's the case, then you need to ask for more as well. But yeah, i do that trade. Okay, Odell Beckham or Robert Woods in PPR from at NILS underscore K-R-E-U-Z-E-R. Look, man, I am going to tell you that Robert Woods has a higher floor, but it depends on roster construction here. If you you most likely took Odell earlier, um, I would probably start Odell, even though he has a tough matchup, but it, it really depends on roster construction. If you have a roster where you need the floor because you're, you know, you you feel like you're right there and you're, you may not win um, or it's a tough matchup for you. I think you, you could start woods if you, if you need that higher floor, but otherwise I'm going Odell. And I know that's going to be a little contrary to what most people will think, but I'm, I just, I believe in Odell this year, man. I think it's perfect storm. I think it's a great offense. I think um, I just, I like Odell this year, especially with all you guys. I'm not even going to address that rumor, but that's just nonsense. And I think Odell, has nothing to do but but go up from here. So, I'm betting on Odell. All right, number twenty-two, CD Lamb or Terry McLaurin. This is from at J H O L B E I N two. Definitely Terry McLaurin there. Definitely CD Lamb. We need to see it. You know, I'm I sound like a broken record, but I just have a certain kind of philosophy that i live by in fantasy and we need to see it from the young guys like like i'm saying we didn't spend a first second or third round pick on you we got you in the 10th round or something like that we're, we're not going to get cute we're definitely starting terry McLaurin there all right aj brown van jefferson or michael gallup start two at j c-o-l-v-i-n-n asks um i'm going gallup and aj brown and i want to say Van. Believe me, I want to say Van, but I can't with a straight face tell you because my bias that I love Van Jefferson's game coming out of college, I'm not going to, I'm not going to acknowledge my bias here. And I love the matchup as well for Van. But like I said about all the other rookies that we took late, we need to see it from you guys. We're going to go AJ Brown and Michael Gallup. Okay. DJ Chark, Tyler Boyd, or David Montgomery from, I can't even read my writing here, but it's at F-U-R-K-A-N-I-N-H-O-2. Sorry if I butchered that. I'm trying. Um, DJ Chark, Tyler Boyd, David Montgomery. I'm going, man, that is a tough one. I'm going to go Tyler Boyd here because I just feel like his floor and ceiling are the highest in combination. Although I will give you Chark probably has a higher ceiling alone, but Chark's floor is very much low. So David Montgomery, we don't know if he's even going to play. So we're going to have to let him sit this one out. And uh, yeah, I mean, really, with with Tyler Boyd or DJ Chark, you can't go wrong. Flip a coin and make your decision. But if it were me, I'm probably going to go Tyler Boyd. So anyways, guys, I totally appreciate all these questions. I'm going to try and do this every single week. So um, if you could share the podcast, that would be of great help for me. And uh, if you want to talk about this in more detail, hit me up in the DMs at fair shake FB on Twitter at Fairshake football on Instagram. And if it takes me a minute to get back to your DM, just know I'm coming. I am very busy during the day and I'm, and I try to just knock those all out at once. So I'm going to get back to you. It's just, it might take a second. So appreciate you guys for listening. All right, later.